If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Vox Onyx will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonyx.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonyx.com to get started now. Coming up next on Not Straight Cast. Because, I mean, like up to this point, it would have been uh, sex with a six-foot stick with a dildo attached to the end of it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is Not Straight Cast with Jason Bailey and Joe Kreiner. Welcome to episode number three. I'm Jason Bailey. I'm Joe Krynock. Hey, uh, so who was that? Did we fire the old voiceover artist? That guy sounded good. Yeah, we did. We uh, we fired the British guy because, you know, he mispronounced your name. I mean, we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> and we hired Jasmine Bailey. Jasmine, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like this one. Uh, it sounds really good. Uh, definitely better than, than the Jasmine Bailey guy. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how's your week going, Joe? Uh, you've been on vacation, right? Yeah, I'm on vacation for my day job. So I'm staying at home, you know, quarantining still. You know. <laughs> so you it's, didn't get into uh, any giant uh, beaches or shenanigans or, you know, go to Las Vegas or anything like that? No, I didn't. No, uh-uh. nope, 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 nope. Sounds so. like uh, sounds like a typical uh, pandemic vacation, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you do? You uh, you didn't have to uh, you didn't have to go to your day job. Uh, so, what uh, what did you end up play? Video games, watch movies, uh, order takeout. Uh, I ordered takeout once, yeah, but um, unfortunately, at this point. I also go to school full time. A lot of people don't realize that on top of everything okay. else that I do, working full time, doing this podcast and sure. all the other stuff that I do here. I also go to school full time. So I've been catching up on my schoolwork. I'm writing a paper right now and I'm also going to try to get um, part of one other class done here this week while I'm on vacation to get myself caught up because I'm going to be graduating in June. And before you know it, that will be here. So. Wow. So just in case anybody at home is curious, what, uh, what are you going to school for? Um, I'm going for my uh, business IT management degree. So my bachelor's. Oh, degree. wow. I ran my associates. Yeah. I've had that for a number of years. Yeah. So I figure, you know, it's time to keep moving on and on and on. I mean, my parents are college professors. Well, they're both retired now, but they were both college professors. So <laughs> oh, my wow. stepfather has his doctorate degree. My mom has her master's. So my sister now has her master's degree. I'm falling a little bit behind the rest of the family here. So I need to go ahead and get myself caught up so step it up just keep yeah. getting degrees it's never too late to go to school you know that's what i tell everybody yeah no no i i agree it's also uh 
uh, never too late to accrue more student loan debt. <laughs> exactly. Actually, the place I'm going to is reasonably affordable, so I'm not oh, that's good. incurring that much. Good, good, good. So uh, in addition to all of the schoolwork and uh, the paper that you're writing and whatnot, it's also your birthday. Well, technically the day that we release this episode, which will be Friday, would be my birthday. So Yes. Yeah, I'm turning old. Yeah. I was pretending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning old. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. uh, what are the big plans? Um, I think I'm going to hang out with you, actually. And yeah. part of the reason is here is that today I got my first fact shot. Gave up on my PCP. They're not helping yeah. matters here with me. So I decided to take matters in my own hand, go online on Pennsylvania's website at 3 in the morning and schedule my vaccine at Rite That's Aid. That's awesome. That story is is a little bit frustrating. I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but what you what you told me via text message was uh, it sounds like it was pretty frustrating. Yeah, the day of my appointment, it got canceled and it got rescheduled for next Wednesday. And I'm kind of like, you know what? How can I guarantee that they're not just going to cancel my next appointment come Wednesday? You know, and just keep pushing me out further and further and further. So, right. Well, and the the reasoning that you said was because they they. They postponed your appointment because they didn't have enough shots. Yeah. And then the very next day, we see people that we know that go to that same place posting that they just got their first shot. You know, the and only thing like... I can guess there is is that, you know, they thought maybe they had more than they actually did or something like that. Yeah. But still, you know, you would think that, you know, it's six in one hand, half dozen the other. Right. Um, let me just put it this way. They've disappointed me in the past. They still continue to disappoint me. So, you know, big shocker. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to worry too much about it. I got it somewhere, you know. And yeah. honestly, um, you uh, you were telling me about, like, whenever you got your shot, mm -hmm. that whenever you got the shot, you didn't realize you got it. Yeah, it felt like nothing. Yeah, I literally was exactly the same way. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I need to turn my head here so I don't see you getting yeah. the shot. Oh, you're done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wow. was about to start up a. I was about to start up a conversation. I pull my sleeve up. I turn my head, and I'm like, "So, what do you think about this weather? You know, just start a little conversation to distract me from the fact that I'm getting a shot." And she's like, "Oh yeah, it's beautiful outside. All right, you're done." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh. Okay. And she's like, go, go. Oh, did they make you do this? When I got my first shot, they made me stick around for 15 minutes to make sure there weren't going to be any side effects. Yes. But luckily I was inside of a Rite Aid. So I did a little shopping. Okay. Oh, good. So yeah, got myself some stuff that I needed. And plus I got my eyes examined last week there for contacts. So I got some saline solution and contact case and everything. Cause I haven't worn contacts in years and I'm planning on starting to again. So I need to do that too. I went and got an eye exam in 2015, and for some reason, I was in a hurry to get out of there. I wanted to go to Starbucks or something like that, and the lady was like, your insurance also covers uh, uh, contacts, and I was like, cool, yeah, let's do that, and she's like, I just need to do another eye exam for contacts, and I was like, oh, no, never mind, I want to go. Well, I don't uh, know why the hell I, why didn't I do that? <laughs> Yeah, you look back on it, it's like dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it would have taken dumb? like would have taken like eight more minutes, but I was super in a hurry to go to Starbucks or something. <laughs> Needed your coffee, huh? More than those contacts. Yeah. 
I guess so. But, uh, but yeah, so now it's, it's, uh, I need to go get another eye exam. I think I'm going to get uh, the contacts one. I've never worn contacts. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's different, you know, it depends on what is going on behind me here. Oh, I know what's going on. Okay. There's a, <laughs> let me explain. If you hear any noise in the background while we're doing this show here, um, there is a nursery across the street from my apartment. It's a community nursery. And uh, they're in the process of reconstructing it with two new greenhouses and everything. So I appreciate what they're doing across the street. It's going to look really nice once it's all done. The only problem is, is that literally all day long until we started recording this, they've been jackhammering outside my apartment. It's literally <laughs> what it sounded like. As soon as I got on the uh, call here with Jason to get this recorded. He's like, what's going on behind you? And I'm like, yeah, they're jackhammering outside. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound as bad now as it did before. So uh, I don't know if anybody can uh, even hear it. No, it sounded like they were dragging something across the street. So, Oh, gotcha. They're probably dragging the thing they're using the jackhammer with. <laughs> And while we're throwing out these disclaimers, I live next to a children's hospital, so you'll probably hear a helicopter fly by at some point. Just uh, just ignore it. See, they're all doing good things here, so you really can't complain about them. You know, it's just a matter of living in the city, you know? I know, right? Uh -huh. So I want to circle back a little bit to uh, to the, the birthday topic. Uh, having a birthday during a quarantine, we've all had a birthday during the quarantine now. It's something that everybody can relate to because we've been in quarantine for over a year. So every single person has had a quarantine birthday. They're tough, man. I I think last year, I don't even remember what I did. I think that I ordered dominoes and watched movies. <laughs> you know, I get sad on my birthdays. I'll be honest with you. I Yeah. I'm usually one person where it's kind of like sometimes I will just decide to stay inside and just have a night to myself. Yeah. If it's my birthday, if it's the weekend, I'll go out. If people wish me happy birthday, all good. I've never considered it to be a big deal. The only really big deal in my mind hmm. is that I have to see my parents on my birthday. Oh, is why is that a big deal? Just because, I mean, my mom... You know, she gave birth to me. You know, if there's anybody oh, yeah. who would appreciate my birthday more than anybody, it would be my mom. So oh, I would yeah, make sure yeah. that I go out to eat with them or, sure. um, you know, at least spend some time with them. So, yeah, I, uh, I misunderstood. I thought you meant that it was like a hassle, like a bad thing that you had to go oh, see no, your parents. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but yeah, I, I used to do the same thing every year for my birthday. I would travel home and hang out with my parents. I the pandemic kind of hinders that, but yeah, having, having a pandemic birthday is a little bit, uh, a little bit rough. Uh, it doesn't feel as special. You can't hang out with everybody that you want to hang out with. You can't have a whole bunch of people over for a party at your house or, you know, whatever it is that you prefer to do on your birthday, it's not quite as easy during the pandemic. So you and I, this weekend during episode, uh, two, I, I talked about how I wanted to go and see the new back bar at P-Town in Pittsburgh. Yes. And uh, that's a bar that, that you do work for and that you spend some time at. So I believe that that's our plan. We're going to go and check out that new bar at uh, P-Town. Yeah, and what's nice here, too, in Pennsylvania with these bars, mm -hmm. come April 4th, um, you'll be able to actually go up and sit at a bar. 
Oh yeah, that'll so, be wonderful. Yeah, they're gonna. Um, you'll be allowed to purchase alcohol now without having to purchase food along with it. Right. Right. So the curfew for removing alcoholic drinks from tables are gonna be lifted, and uh, in a restaurant setting there, um, be raised to seventy five percent for those yeah. that are self certified. If not, they're still fifty percent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, 75% for like gyms and uh, casinos and theaters and malls and everything like that as well. So sure. Now I wonder what that's going for your bathhouse. Well, we have a meeting uh, tomorrow. Uh, We're going to discuss what it is that we want to do. Now, technically we could have opened during the last easement of restrictions. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Technically. Uh, we just decided not to. I didn't think it was time yet. Nobody thought it was time yet. We decided that, uh, that we were going to wait a little bit longer. And I think that was that was the right call. At this point, the weather's starting to get a little bit warmer. The cases are dropping and more people are getting vaccinated. Basically, the longer we wait, the better it's going to be. Yeah, because I mean, like up to this point, it would have been uh, with sex with a six foot stick with a dildo attached to the end of it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that uh, I think that we probably will open sometime in April. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I would love to go back to work. I I'm still unemployed. Yeah. I mean, you're doing some work, I would assume there, but not much right now, right? Yeah. I'm not getting paid for much of it. Ah, I'm okay. still so like with uh, with the club, I'm still posting on their social media and. Uh, engaging the community that I've built around that business. Uh, but the place is closed and I'm doing it voluntarily now with, with, uh, the adult performers, uh, I'm getting some money from that, but, uh, it's, it's not a ton, but still that and unemployment, I would imagine would be helping matters out there. And the fact that you keep extending that out and yeah, absolutely. The unemployment is a lifesaver, but I'll tell you, Joe, it's been a year now, and all I want to do is go back to having a schedule that involves me leaving the house. <laughs> See, I, I, I never lost my job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. For me, I mean, things didn't really change a lot, other yeah. than the fact I had an excuse for not going out now. <laughs> True. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, now we've... Uh, uh, we've got a, a sort of a new segment that you were talking about, and I'm interested to see yeah. uh, what that's about and get into that. Now, these topics well, are, let's, are let's, things uh, that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. You know, so like neither one of us are young anymore. Right. So, right. And honestly, that's hard to keep up with these young whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs> I know also too, some of our listeners out there are probably out of the loop. So in an mm-hmm. effort to help out everybody out there, it's time for the Not Straight Cast Meme Catch-Up Time. Woo! That's appropriate music for this, huh? I get it. <laughs> Old farts. Yep. Anyways, okay, so we're going to talk about some of this stuff here. The first one is the super straight movement. We're going to start off with the bad one here first. So. Okay. Yeah, so I have uh, i don't know anything about this. I have seen people post on Facebook about 
something about like a, people referring to themselves as super straight or something like that. But I haven't dived into it to figure out what the hell it is. So in that case, and yeah, the super straight movement, yeah, I could be traced back to TikToker Kyle Royce. In February, okay. he posted a video entitled, Who Else is Super Straight? Um, sharing that he created a new sexuality. Um, hmm. He said, I made a new sexuality. Straight men get called transphobic because I wouldn't date a trans woman. Now I'm super straight. I only date the opposite gender women that are born women. So you can't say I'm transphobic now. This is just my sexuality. Anyways, that video went viral. Hit the far right website, 4chan. <laughs> People oh, wow. soon started sharing memes about identifying as super straight to drive a wedge within the LGBTQ plus communities. What was interesting is that some even described themselves as members of the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, wow. So anyways, the video got deleted because people were sending death threats to his mom over it. Um, oh, wow. He deleted his account. And, but here's the weird part is that he had an interview with Insider, and he doubled down on those comments. He said, oh, wow. I created it because I was sick of being labeled very negative terms for having preference, something I can't control, and getting labeled by the community that preaches acceptance with that sort of stuff. It was never meant to be hateful towards anyone. So, but here's uh, some other interesting things as well. Okay. Of course, super straight, you know, if you shorten that down, it's SS. Uh, That's the acronym for the Nazi military police. Yeah. Schultz Staffel. Huh. Which the trolls have found particularly amusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a petition out there now for there to be a recognized super straight history month in September. And for it to be recognized as a sexual identity. Wow. So, yeah. Needless to say, this has been pretty well criticized. Yeah. You know, super straight means you think that men who date trans women are less straight, meaning that trans women are men and therefore not real women, which is not only transphobic, but scientifically inaccurate. So, oh, wow. Yeah. This one guy started all of this. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people think it's a good idea to, you know, express these views. I mean, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh I mean, Lord. yes, it may be your preference. You know, I'll be honest with you there. I mean, some people do have preferences, but S don't sort of, go I don't... around advertising those preferences if they're going to offend other people. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know? I don't know, you know, so maybe I'm weird. I, uh, as a pansexual guy, I, which I've said, you know, before hearts, not parts. I like everybody. And I don't necessarily like to say that I have preferences because I always meet somebody who doesn't conform to what I thought I was into. And I, I'm super into them. So like, if I say I only like guys with beards tomorrow, I'm going to meet a, a clean shaven guy and fall head over heels for him. That's perfectly <laughs> you know, fine. Yeah. You know, but if you're like, I only date bearded guys, mm -hmm. that's being beard phobic you know, or, or, <laughs> or, or maybe the other way around. I don't know. Yeah. The, but the you know what I'm saying? Around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so in, in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, he could totally, totally fall in love with, 
with, you know, a trans woman. He's just shoving them away and not giving them a chance. But but anyway, that's that's a tangent. Uh, you know, I no, I think you hit it right on the head right there is exactly yeah. right. Yeah, is, is yeah, I think we all have preferences in our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, I like guys with dark hair, but, you know, I've dated two redheads. Yeah, you know, it's simple as that. You know? Yeah. So anyways, uh, uh, let's move on to the next meme here. Yeah, so we've got, we did the super straight. So what in the hell is a sky daddy? <laughs> this one's pretty simple. It's just another okay. word for God. Okay. So oh, okay. blew up on TikTok, thanks to a viral video from Love Your Mother. The TikTok video is filmed outside an abortion clinic and shows an argument between a pro-lifer and a pro-choice supporter. And here's the uh, audio from that video, okay? Sure. But that's loving her by calling her a coward? No, really? He's a coward. You can shut the fuck up. Because they're making the best decision that they can in their situation, and you're trying to make them feel bad about it. So go off, Jennifer. Is that the validation you want from Sky Daddy? Calling people a coward? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the validation you want from Sky Daddy? <laughs> oh, my Lord. What did Jennifer say? Oh. It cut off at that point, so I don't know what yeah. she said. No, no, no. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So are people now using this as like, uh, what do the what do the kids call them? The hashtags? No, I'm just kidding. But are well, you people, know, are people on using this? Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a few of them that have quite a few followers. But yeah, God at the uh, good God above. So he said, from now on, please only refer to me as Sky Daddy or Mister Sky Daddy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah. So. Anyways, uh, that's been the uh, meme roundup here for this week. We're probably going to make this a uh, segment here that reoccurs in the future. So (laughs) Appreciate you uh, going ahead there and uh, listening to that. Let us know if you want to hear more. Well, hang hang on. From this point forward, every time I see something on Facebook that I don't understand, I'm sending it to you for this segment. Okay. That makes sense. Let's move on. We finished the meme catch up time. Uh, but yeah, in the future, whenever I see something that I don't understand, I'm sending it to you and we can, <laughs> we can put it in here. Or so, if, uh, or if I, you know, um, anybody out there has something like that, they want to send us and we'll feature it in the show. Let us know. Uh, we'll give you our email address at the end of the show here. Sure. You can also message us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, I'm not going to get in all that right now. Otherwise, might as well oh, just end I the will. show right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, on to the next story here. Um, yeah. Sure. So apparently, LGBT identification rises to five point six percent in the latest U.S. estimate. Oh wow! So the latest results are based upon more than fifteen thousand interviews conducted through twenty twenty with Americans okay. aged eighteen or older. So the the last time they um, recorded these was between 2012 and 2017, but they didn't okay. measure it in 2018 or 2019. Gotcha. So from 2017, um, it was 4.5. It's now 5.6. Oh, wow. What's interesting is that more than half of the LGBT adults identify as bisexual. About a quarter say they're gay. And 11.0% identify as lesbian. And 11.3% is transgender. Okay. An additional 3.3 volunteer another non-heterosexual preference or term to describe their sexual orientation, such as queer or same gender loving. 
So mm-hmm. keep in mind is that if you had those all up, it's going to be more than 100% because they could give multiple responses. Like you could be transgender sure. and lesbian or transgender and gay. Right. So what's interesting is, is that Gen Z, the folks aged 18 to 23, they're far more likely to consider themselves to be something other than heterosexual. Okay. So the vast majority of Gen Z adults who identify as LGBT, that's 72%. Okay. okay say they're bisexual. Thus, 11.5% of all Gen Z adults in the U.S. say they were bisexual, with about 2% each identifying as gay, lesbian, or transgender. Well, I think it's kind of obvious, and everybody's probably thinking the same thing here, but it's easier. It's a little bit of a better world for the queer community than it was for the older Americans. You, uh, you mentioned that the older Americans have a lower percentage and that might be because whenever they were younger, you couldn't come out. Yeah. And so they stayed mm-hmm. they stayed in the closet for their entire life. Exactly. Uh, so what's the point of coming out now, you know? Right. Right. I uh, so now we have a, a world that's a little bit more accepting. I mean, things are much better. I, there's still problems. But uh, we have a world that's a little bit more accepting. It's a little bit easier to come out and this younger generation I, it's a little bit easier for them to come out of the closet, which is what I would assume. I'm not a scientist, but what I would assume is, is helping to make that number increase. Well, what's interesting here too, is that women are more likely to identify as bisexual Oh wow! than men. So now do you want some political stats here? I have those as well. Yeah, go ahead. So 13% of political liberals, 4.4% of moderates and 2.3% of conservatives say that they are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. Oh, wow. So a um, little less pronounced by party identification. Yeah. So 8.8% of Democrats, 6.5% of independents, and 1.7% of Republicans identify as LGBT. Oh, wow. Now, also what's interesting, too, is, is that um, there's really no difference between whether they have a college education or not. So 5.6% of college graduates and 5.7% of college non-graduates are LGBT. Right. Well, in regards to, in regards to the uh, political affiliation, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Uh, the liberals growing up in, uh, or the, the liberals being uh, highly congregated in cities with uh, gay bars and queer communities and whatnot, and the conservatives being out in the Bible Belt, uh, still facing backlash about coming out, uh, uh, thinking that homosexuality is a sin, you know, things like that. So that doesn't surprise me at all with with those numbers. Well, you know what I found funny is that somebody posted something on Facebook the other day. It's like, who here hasn't been screamed at outside of car window? Um, I saw you know, that, that and that that you're yeah, a, you know, a faggot or something like that. So right. So and that that hits home. Uh, the meme basically said, uh, uh, every single gay person that I know has been, uh, has heard the word faggot yelled from a moving car window. I think and, a lot of people though have heard it because honestly, if you look at me, you would not necessarily identify me as being gay just by looking at me. Yeah. And I got screamed that outside of work while I was standing outside when oh, I wow. still smoked, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Yeah. Of all places. I could expect to maybe have that screamed at me outside of a gay bar. Sure. 
Yeah, but they would have to know that that's a gay bar. So how would they know that's a gay bar unless they're paying attention? Well, that happened to me a lot back in State College, where if for those of you who don't know what the town of State College is, it's where Penn State main campus is. And there's one town Altoona. Yeah. And there's one gay bar named Chumley's. And it was a small enough town that everybody knew that it was the gay bar. So if we were standing outside that bar having a cigarette, we would hear it constantly the entire time that we were having a cigarette. This was back in like uh, 2001, 2002. You know, I would just have somebody sitting there with a shotgun. It's like you say it, you get shot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I, based on that, I can relate to the experience in that meme. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> don't actually shoot anybody, but just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. put the thought there that uh, maybe I shouldn't do that, you know? Maybe make them think <laughs> twice that, you know, maybe just live and let live. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, the, the numbers, uh, the numbers that you're reciting here, I, there, I don't know the science behind it, but it seems somewhat like common sense. Uh, and it's, it's good. You know, I feel like some conservatives may think that, that homosexuality and, uh, other things are on the rise because the devil's taking over America or, you know, something (laughs) like that. I think that we've just started to create a slightly more accepting world where people are a little bit more comfortable uh, coming out uh, publicly. That is, unless you're the Catholic Church. Oh, we still unless you're the Catholic you know, Church. Yeah. yeah, We still won't bless same-sex marriages. You know, We're going to uh, pretend this doesn't exist. Yeah, absolutely. So, because apparently God doesn't recognize or bless sin, according to the article that I read. Right. So anyways, we're going to go ahead here. We're going to take a break and we're going to be right back to not straight cast right after this. Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. Once again, Here's Jason and Joe. Hey, welcome back to Not Straight Cast. So did you do anything fun during our little break here in the show? Uh, no, I was looking at this next topic that we've got. <laughs> uh, it's, quite interesting, it's, huh? Yeah, quite interesting. So uh, we a lot of us use Tinder and Grinder, Scruff, uh, Scout, all these different dating apps, even, you know, Plenty of Fish and uh, Match.com, stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of times we, as single people, uh, just, we go and we go and have these, you know, one night stands. Uh, the scary part about that is you're going to have a complete stranger that you've never met and you've only seen pictures of entering your home. 
or you're going to travel somewhere who knows where and enter a stranger's home it's a little bit of a, a dice roll wouldn't you say to the point where i actually don't hook up unless i know that person it's for me it's more of a friends with benefit type of situation nowadays than yeah. it is trying to go on you know grinder or scruff or one of those other websites sure. there were you know like adam for adam well, and you know decide oh i want to sleep with somebody i don't know to me sure. that doesn't actually appeal to me right well it, it does appeal to a lot of people, but sure. you're running a huge risk. Uh, yes. You know, you have a complete stranger in your home. You don't know if something's going to go missing. You don't know if maybe they're addicted to a substance and might uh, uh, see what all they can collect while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, if they want my uh, blood, high blood pressure medication, go right ahead. I want to see what yeah. you can do with it there. So yeah. Well, now <laughs> one of the. Yeah, one of the one of the top apps that is uh, that is used by a ton of people, Tinder, is yeah. soon going to let you run a background check on a potential date. So I want to go. I want to see if you want to go into this article and and provide some of the information because I haven't read it. But yeah. in my mind, my first uh, my first thought is, if somebody wants to have sex right now are they going to actually go through all that well here's the thing first off it's going to cost money okay it's not going to be a free feature oh okay but what they did they um invested in a company named garbo it's a nonprofit that looks to a lot of people to run background checks with only their first name and phone number okay or full name so um basically they're going to start off with tinder here so they'll be able to vet dates with details like their arrest record or history of violence um, so Garbo collects public records of reports of violence or abuse, including arrests, convictions, restraining orders, harassment, or other violent crimes. Oh, wow. And its website says it accepts manually submitted police reports, orders of protection, restraining orders, and other legal documents that report abuse. However, um, it won't publicize drug possession. So oh, okay. it might take an active stance toward equity. So... Unfortunately, a disproportionate percentage of black people who are arrested for drug charges compared to white people. So Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, the company also well, says that drug-related offenses don't meaningly predict gender-based violence, which is what the brand is primarily concerned with preventing. So okay. they also don't disclose traffic violations. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's the well, yeah, deal. I don't, I don't care if somebody was speeding. Yeah. And I don't care. If, <laughs> I don't care if somebody was uh, in possession of marijuana. But what I would want to know is if you know they were pulled over, and their car was searched, and uh, they found three pounds of meth or <laughs> you know something like that. Yeah, that would be part of interest this that to made me. me wonder. Yeah, about all that. Yeah, was the, that, uh, are they are they going to disclose that kind of stuff? I mean, right. You know, I can understand like the whole entire, you know, cannabis thing. You know, that, that mm -hmm. debate is starting to come to a close now, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I don't, I don't want my dates doing heroin or meth. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know what it's like in other cities, but I will often chat with people. I, I don't actually hook up that much, but I do get on Grinder. I'll chat with people. I'll get messages. I'll, you know, have little conversations. And I'll think that I'm having a really good conversation with somebody and that I would actually be really into hanging out with them. And then they'll be like, 
do you want to uh do you want to get spun out or other terms for doing meth <laughs> you know what i mean uh terms such as like cloudy and capital t and stuff yeah, like that i was that. just gonna mention that capital t there yeah. yeah i had a friend who just literally had their profile and their name began with t and so their profile name was just a capital t yeah and i messaged them and i'm like uh you may want to rethink that profile name <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah because everybody's so, gonna think you do math actually and he's like yeah. no and i'm fine with that i'm like okay yeah oh you're gonna be attracting all the wrong walk people away here yeah yeah but the my point is that it seems like a very large percentage of the guys on on grinder i don't want to say the entire queer community well i'm on not i'm on grinder and scruff so yeah <laughs> yeah but at I, least no, i know what you mean yeah there are so many sometimes i would like to like i was i was recently putting the feelers out for a new roommate okay and the people that messaged me i'm like just please tell me you're not addicted to meth mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh a couple of them i flat out denied it and then after i asked around to some other friends they're like oh no she does meth and then a couple of them were like, well, no, I'm not addicted, but uh, what I do on the weekends is my business. And I'm like, man, can't I please just meet somebody that doesn't want to do meth? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's just, I mean, it's one of those cases. I'm not going to discount the fact that you know, it, it is an addiction and yeah. it is hard to get off of. I mean, even, you know, smoking cigarettes, you know, it took me yep. so long to quit and I still vape at times. Yeah, be completely absolutely. Honest. You know what I mean? Uh, I, uh, I completely but yeah, agree it's with so you. prevalent. I mean, it's like literally, I remember, I always felt like the gay community was like, you can one up other and, you know, having more material possessions, you know, who has the nicer car, who has the nicer house. Yeah. Now it's like completely flipped upon its head. It's like the race to the bottom. It's like, who can get more fucked up on different substances and have yeah. more tattoos and have, you know, I, and I'm not trying to disgrade people that have tattoos, but. They oh, I love tattoos. Come They're together hot. and you know. Nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, like bad tattoos, I guess I should say. Yeah. <laughs> but it pretty much comes down to it's like a race towards the bottom now. It's like who can be more fucked up as a person. Sure. Now as well, as opposed to who can be a better person. And I guess I still find myself in that old group where I'm trying to make myself a better person. Yeah. Everybody else is trying to just, you know, be the biggest piece of shits that they can. Sure. So it, it comes now, to a point where it's like, you know what? I'll be happy with a few good friends and not dating anybody at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. Now, with your comparison to, you know, smoking cigarettes and whatnot, I can absolutely understand that. Uh, it's an addiction. It's difficult to stop. But what makes me nervous is I've been around that lifestyle. And you're constantly in fear that your things are going to get stolen or somebody who doesn't have a place to go is going to come over and never leave. And you have to like find a way to like make them leave, you know, th things like that. And Other I would than rather getting just, skinny, I don't think anything good yeah. comes from it. I agree with you. Yeah. I, uh, I would rather just, uh, not be involved with, not be closely, uh, intertwined with people who are in that lifestyle in regards to like dating them or, you know, things like that. And I'm, I'm having a really difficult time finding somebody who doesn't do drugs. 
I know. Yeah, it's like it's more the norm now than it is the exception, and that's a very sad state that we find ourselves in. Yeah, it's so weird. But so when I saw that you had listed this article about the uh, background check, I was like, oh, I wonder if maybe that would help me weed some of those people out, and it's the one thing they don't do. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I know, right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh. So... Um, guess what time it is, Jason? What time is it? It is time for the... The Not-Straight-Cast Moment of Conclusion. Oh, no. Yes, it is that time again. I'm looking at the spreadsheet here, and I'm seeing... When the moon come hits your eye like a big penis pie, that's a horny. Oh my right. god! Yeah, let's let's go straight into this. What is this? Well, we have to put the appropriate music in here, okay? Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> and this is this is a true story, right? This is yes. real. At the Annual Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers, the IEEE organization, aerospace conference team from the University of Arizona presented a report titled Lunar Pits and Lava Tubes for the Modern Arc. Sounds very official and sterile, but the bottom line of their proposal is that they want to build a sperm bank under the dusty regolith of the lunar surface for safekeeping. So their plans call for a celestial sperm and egg locker. Um... It stores the cells deep inside of lunar pits. So the moon's pockmarked with 200 of these pits, which okay. are 80 to 100 meters deep, where lava used to flow on the moon. They can protect against dramatic temperature changes, asteroids, or radiation. So okay. uh, NASA said in the past, hey, we could use these to as like a life shelter for visiting astronauts. So in the lava pits, the sperm and eggs would be cryogenically frozen until needed. Elevator shafts could be installed in the pits for retrieval and testing. Since the freezers will be too cold for humans, however, they will also need robots to navigate within the tubes. The team suggests developing robots that move around using quantum levitation that will allow them to move through the delicate, cold arcs without touching the ground. Okay. So in the last 50 years, yeah, Earth's lost two-thirds of its wildlife population. So, okay. and, you know, we're in a pandemic right now, so, I mean, the possibility of life ceasing to exist, it's a possibility here. Sure, but if an extinction event were to occur, wouldn't we all die? Right? So, Well, unless so you're in the we... International Space Station, but yeah, but how would you get out of there? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, so... If everybody's dead except for eight people that were on the International Space Station, what good would that sperm do? That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's And if it were a meteor or something that took out the planet, it would also destroy all the technology that we would need to travel to the moon, right? Right. <laughs> I'm assuming this may be in the future because they're t- talking about quantum levitation and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been based, so cold. 
Yeah, based on based on my calculations, which uh, which I I revise these calculations frequently, I won't be quantum levitating for at least another hundred years. Right. Yeah. I, I think they're way I don't ahead, know. huh? Yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah, <laughs> I. So anyway, I'd be interested to see what they what the purpose would be and what uh, what their execution plan for it would be. But right. yeah, it's just. It, it, it's kind of funny that they want to send a massive load of jizz, according to this title, <laughs> <laughs> to the moon. To the moon. Who wrote this article? Where is this? This is on. Oh, it's, uh, Vice. it's on Vice. Okay, yeah. so that's why the headline is "Massive Load of Jizz." Yes. <laughs> I was but, like, I can't imagine like my, the New like York my Times translation of that. When the moon come hit your eye like yeah. a penis pie. I do. Yes. Yeah. That's a horny. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Anyways, uh, yeah, this has been another fun episode, huh? Yeah, it has. I uh, I, I feel like this was uh, a little bit uh, a little bit relaxed. We enjoyed ourselves. Yes, absolutely. So, anyways, um, yeah, subscribe to us for all great podcasts are sold, you know, like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts, YouTube. So you can also um, catch us on Facebook and Twitter at Not Straightcast. We also have a website, notstraightcast.com. That's N-O-T-S-T-R, the number eight, C-A-S-T dot com. And where can they email us, Jason? Email at notstraightcast.com, spelled the same way as the website. So email at notstraightcast.com. That is correct. And that's a change. You can still use the old address. That works fine. But if we ever change email providers, you know, <laughs> we'll Absolutely. be good to go. And then at that point, because we actually have our own domain, so <laughs> might as well use it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So, anyways, I want to thank you very much for listening. You have a great night. Or a great day. Thanks or for listening. Great morning, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever See, time I... you're listening to it. <laughs>